Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, September 15th. S&P futures are up about 19 points. That is about 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about 86 points. That is about 75 basis points. Europe's major indices open flat. They are now rallying. They're up about 40 to 50 basis points. You are seeing underperformance, mild underperformance in financials in Europe, uh, along with autos, but the other groups are trading well. The top performers are basic industries and retail. Asia finished higher pretty much across the board with the exception of Japan. So in terms of major news for today, relatively quiet. Um, The biggest piece of macro news uh, that hit in the last 12 hours was the Chinese economic data for the month of August. Relatively solid. Industrial production was better than expected. Retail sales were better than expected. This is the first month of the year that retails, or since the pandemic rather, that retail sales rose year on year in China. The increase was very mild, but nonetheless, certainly um, you know encouraging to see. So that was really kind of the, the biggest piece of incremental macro news for this morning. On the micro front, you did have positive retail headlines out of Europe. So H&M and Okada, both are up very strong after posting positive reports. H&M is the top stock in Europe, up over 10%. In the US last night, you had very strong earnings out of Lennar and home builders. You also had MDC, which is another home builder, pre-announced very strong orders. Um, So obviously, housing in the US has been exceptional for the last several months, benefiting from a lot of trends, including um, resulting from the pandemic on the demand side, as well as obviously Fed policy and rates. You did see Lennar shares trade off last night, trading down about 4%. And I think it's just a problem of, you know, expectations are very, very high for that space. Investors were looking for a very solid report. So really nothing to complain about on the fundamental side, just a question of a misalignment with expectations. And that's something to keep in mind as you go into Adobe and FedEx that reported after the close tonight. Again, situations where expectations are very high. Um, you know, Adobe obviously is, is one of the marquee names in cloud software. And then FedEx, um, along with UPS, have been trading very in line with a lot of um, you know the sentiment around online spending, where they both have uh, benefited enormously from the pandemic-induced surge in online spending. So expectations for both those names are very high after the close tonight. Sony shares were notable laggards in Japan. There was a report out that it is seeing um, some pretty severe chip production issues with the new PlayStation 5, and it's forced it to dial back production unit output of the entire console ahead of the holiday season. Um, so that stock was off about 2.4% in Japan. So that's kind of the major news. So just kind of running through the big macro buckets. Uh, economic data just went through with China. Uh, monetary policy, no major headlines for this morning. Obviously, you have the Fed coming up tomorrow afternoon in the US. Um, you know, there's still some anticipation ahead of it. Um, you know, I've written a lot about it. I have a lot of previews on on the website, and then I have some links in the piece this morning. Um, you know, you are going to see some statement changes. A lot of the prior statement language is relatively stale, um, and you are going to see a new summary of economic production. So you're going to get a new whole dot plot. You're going to get another um, another column of economic forecast for the year 2023. I think that will be signaling that you're going to see ZERP in place for years to come. That's widely in line with expectations. Um, I guess the key will come down to whether or not they 
adjust the monthly pace of quantitative easing. So right now they're doing 140 billion a month, 80 of treasuries, and then 40 of MBS. They could outline a more formal purchase schedule. So right now they're kind of going on a month-to-month basis. They could just say we'll commit to that 140 billion for the next 12, 18 months, etc. Um, I think the big question will be whether or not they alter that 140 billion pace. I don't think they will at this meeting. Um, so again, I think this is more kind of a maintenance meeting where they're going to formalize um, a lot of the, um, the, you know, the recent inflation adjustment that they that they made at Jackson Hole. Some of the language needs to be changed in the statement, but I doubt you're going to see kind of shock and awe firework type of policy measures from the Fed. On the COVID front, uh, nothing spectacular. The case trends are still largely the same as before, where the U.S. were off of the July peak. Um, still elevated on an absolute basis. And then in Europe, you are seeing you know continued increases in certain countries. I think markets remain very comfortable that you are not going to see wholesale lockdown measures get put in place by the major economies. They'll be much more surgical in terms of their mitigation measures. On the vaccine front, markets are still confident that you're going to hear by the end of October that at least one of the main candidates is is safe and effective. Um, you did have the AstraZeneca pause come off over the weekend in the UK but the pause remains in place in the U.S. There was a Reuters article that hit yesterday afternoon talking about how the pause um, will be in place at least until the middle of this week. So obviously, that's not really that dramatic. Um, there was a separate report just saying how oh, there's some concern at the NIH about about the um, you know that adverse reaction that was in a single patient in the U.K. Um, you know, I think in general markets are really not all that anxious about the Astro pause. It's it's still kind of considered to be a routine event, but obviously. If the U.S. pause is still in place by the end of this week, I think people may become a bit more anxious. But for now, investors are so confident that you're going to have some type of a declaration by the end of October that one of those candidates is safe, effective. On the political front, you know, no change either as far as the poll figures. No big polls out this morning. Um, Trump is going to be having this ABC town hall event with undecided voters tonight. Biden's uh, town hall event with undecided voters is on the 17th of Thursday night on, on CNN. There is the Senate Homeland Committee is going to be publishing reports soon on looking into Hunter Biden's activities during the Obama administration. So obviously, this has been a big source of controversy that was um, you know, going back to uh, Ukraine, and that was kind of the genesis of, of Trump's impeachment in the House. Um, the chairman of the Senate Homeland Committee claims that this report will show that Biden is unfit for office. Um, so we'll have to see. That's going to hit in the next week. Um, you know, again, that could take on a life of its own, similar to kind of the Hillary email scandal back in 2016. We'll have to see, um, I, you know, the specifics of it. But that's definitely something to watch over the coming week in terms of Biden. Um, and obviously, at the end of September, you have that first debate on the 29th. So that is the political landscape. Um, and that's essentially it in terms of um, you know major news for this morning. Just looking quickly on the calendar, you have, um, you know, it's another very busy day of conference presentations from corporate execs. So, um, you know, you have a lot of big tech events and obviously you have the second day of this Barclays conference. You know, I had been talking about how I felt the Barclays conference was very important. I think banks really hold the key to the market as you see um, some of the momentum leak out of, mo- out of um, you know, tech and, and growth. I think banks could provide um, an important off- offset to the extent these conference presentations go well. They definitely, you know, and I think credit is the single biggest topic that investors are looking for clarity on at this conference, specifically whether or not you're going to see the reserve building process essentially come to an end in Q3 after enormous builds in Q1 and Q2. 
And that was the message that most banks conveyed yesterday, especially on the regional front. So that's certainly positive. Citigroup was obviously the big outlier. So Citigroup said that they're going to have another reserve build in Q3, albeit much smaller than in Q2 and Q1. That hit the stock. And then I think probably more importantly, there was a journal article talking about how Citigroup is going to be formally reprimanded by the OCC and the Fed due to some issues in terms of their risk management processes. That isn't necessarily a big deal. There is a lot of concern though. You know, Recall that Wells Fargo right now is operating under this balance sheet cap where the Fed essentially has told it that it is uh, unable to grow its balance sheet. Um, so people are worried that Citigroup could be hit with a similar type of restriction on the balance sheet. I don't think just based on the article in the journal that that will come to pass. But that was why I think that stock traded down as much as it did yesterday. So if you were to see this reprimand come out and it does not include a balance sheet ceiling, I think that'd be a big relief to investors. Um, the big bank re- uh, commentaries presentations today, JP Morgan CFO is at 1030 and then B of A's CEO is at 1115. Those are probably the big bank reports. You have Adobe and FedEx after the close. Again, the numbers are probably going to be terrific. The question is just one more of expectations. I have previews on um, all of those earnings reports in the um, summary of major events for this week on the website. You have Apple's product event at one o'clock today, expected to be focused on the watch. Um, Some of the services announcements could be interesting as well. You could see a services bundle um, unveiled. There also, I think there's some interest as far as um, what Apple will do on the fitness front. There's been a lot of talk about it launching this fitness app. We'll have to see if that comes today. The event today is not supposed to contain any iPhones. The iPhone events are likely to be at the end of this month or in early October. Um, I doubt the Apple event will be a huge material driver of the stock today. Um, And that is essentially it. So thank you, everyone, for listening.